talking trades, your tool to building a new career with the Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association. Right, right now on the Liz Callaway Show with Mick Summers. Only on Talk 94.5. All right, and joining us live on the air right now is Stan Beckley, representing Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association. Good morning, Stan. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Uh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. So, Stan, tell me a little bit about yourself and your um, your association with the uh, Home Builders Association. Well, I've been associated with the Home Builders for over 35 years. Um, I work for Builders First Source, a supply company, uh, but I'm kind of on a part-time basis now. Um, kind of semi-retired, but I've always had a passion uh, for workforce development and how we can uh, make people aware of the opportunities in the construction industry through the Home Builders Association and through our initiatives. So with... Um with what you're planning, because I know that um, uh, the governor, Henry McMaster, uh, was talking about how November is Apprenticeship Month, um, National Apprenticeship Month. I mean, what what does the um, the Home Builders Association do in order to help uh, businesses connect with possible, you know, potential apprentices for uh these organizations, because many times that's that's such a great way to learn whether or not uh, the person is good for the job or vice versa. They, they you know, they feel like they're in the right spot. Well, that's a great question, because we have a really good apprenticeship program in South Carolina called Apprenticeship Carolina, works in conjunction with uh, the technical school system. And uh, in my opinion, uh, it's one of the best in the country. I first learned about it several years back in a story uh, in the Wall Street Journal. But um, through the governor and the legislature's support, um, there was a bill passed earlier in the year called SD Wins, South Carolina Wins. Mm. And basically what that does, and I'm going to get intertwined here between apprenticeships and scholarships. I call them the ships. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, um, SC wins will allow students who have an interest in the trade or the technical aspect uh, of the workforce to get scholarships to go to a tech school. Mm-hmm. So certainly this is brand new, and we're trying to get that message out as an association and let people know that uh, you want to uh, pursue some technical training uh, in this case, for us, particularly the the uh, construction industry, there's scholarship money available out there. Now, that scholarship kicks in at up to $5,000 after uh, any other scholarship you may have obtained to go to the school. So uh, we're trying to help get that message out on a statewide basis uh, and also certainly in Myrtle Beach. But this is something brand new. Uh, it's an exciting thing. Uh, the light bulb is on about the need for people to fill the labor gap in construction. It's serious, like a lot of industries, but we're talking about construction this morning. And um, there's just different things going on. I think I've been involved in this for about 10 years on a pretty heavy volunteer basis, uh, pretty much in the Columbia area, but I'm plugged in with um, 
Roseanne and Pertina at uh, the HPA there in Orange, Georgetown as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I was looking on the website, bproudsc.org. Tell us about that because that is a great resource as well. And you're involved with that too? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm on the board uh, of, of that uh, initiative. Uh, it, it's a game changer. It's something I've been involved with since the inception three years ago. It's a semi-tractor trailer uh, unit that goes around uh, and makes stops at schools all over the state. Um, we have been around for three years, and We started in the middle of COVID, but through the governor and the legislature, it's a partnership between private industry and state government, and it's one of the most dynamic things I've ever seen in my career, and my career is long, in that working government and and private industry working together, I've never seen anything so collaborative. Mm -hmm. But in three years, we have had over 30,000 People go through our mobile unit, and I'll explain a little bit more about the unit in a second. We've made over 320 tour stops in in 43 counties and have covered over 50,000 miles. What this trailer part of the tractor trailer unit is, think about when you go to a NASCAR race and you see the the, uh, trailers out selling merchandise. Um, The trailer for Be Pro, Be Proud is military-grade. Um, and the sides fold down, and we take people in, and what's included inside is different video games that are simulating construction jobs or trade jobs, truck drivers, carpentry. And what it does is it creates a fun experience for students to go through and understand a little bit more about different trades like welding, uh, forklift driving, heavy equipment driving, and these simulators, these kiosks or computers, uh, simulate the experience very much as if you were driving one yourself out in the field. And and they're not uh, inexpensive. You know, we've got up to fifty to sixty thousand dollars in each one of these wow. different simulators within the the mobile unit, and uh, the kids really have fun with it. Uh, it creates a dialogue and uh, creates awareness about jobs in our industry that we're trying to fill that labor gap. You know, we have talked about uh, trades and the shortage, and if we don't do something, we're heading down a really um, uh, scary path of of not being able to keep up with the demand. Uh, we have a lot of homes being built, businesses. I mean, I've, I've seen so much commercial construction unbelievable. Um, And if you don't have the labor, a lot of these uh, entrepreneurial uh, trade organization, you know, organizations can't grow their businesses. And it really does impact the community in so many different ways. Have you noticed that since all these initiatives have been in place, that you guys are actually moving the needle? Are there statistics um, or is it too early to tell? No, I don't think it's too early to tell. I don't have hard data. There is a report that comes out, I think it's monthly or bi-monthly, from the state 
uh, Department of Commerce. Uh, and I'll just say roughly in construction in South Carolina, there's around 100,000 jobs, okay? Wow. And I've been following that for, for several years, and it kind of hovered around that 100,000. But in the last year, uh, that number has jumped up to about 110,000. So I think part of the message is getting out. Secondly, um, I know in the Midlands, um, we were able to get uh, framing as a uh, class reinstituted after several years of being dormant, and our classes are full. And we're hearing that around the state with the different uh, tech schools that are um, providing different courses uh, that classes are full and people are getting jobs. But I'm working on trying to get some more hard data around that. But I've been pretty plugged into it. I think think that's safe to say that we are making a difference. We just need to make a bigger difference. When you think about it, there's... uh, Department of Labor estimates that in the next three to five years, 25% of the jobs in construction are going to go, are going to, people are going to leave the industry, Mm. uh, either through getting older and retiring or attrition. Um, So if you think about 100,000 jobs as a baseline, uh, and I'm sure there's more than that. Uh, I'm not even including professional jobs like mortgage bankers, realtors, lawyers, et cetera. But with all those jobs leaving, think about that. That's 25,000 jobs that we may or we're going to be needing to replace statewide. I saw a report yesterday that nationally, right now, they're estimating there's 400,000 unfilled jobs oh my goodness. in the country, in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we're a smaller state. Mm-hmm. But percentage-wise, we're growing. We're yeah. like in the top five in a lot of the states in the country. And uh, so I think our needs may be greater than that 25%. You know, and, and it really boils down to a lot of people say, oh, the young people are so lazy. But, um, you know, I've met a lot of young people that are very excited about their futures and getting into work. But a lot of, uh, you know, the biggest challenge, I think, is is the battle between technology and and labor uh, labor work. And so a lot of people are opting for technology-based uh, jobs because there there are so many of those. There have been so many new jobs created over the last you know ten fifteen years in in the computer um, industry. You know, internet based and content creators and all sorts of stuff. And and so there there is a competition between the two. But um, I, I know you know focusing on the trades is going to be really important for the survival of our economy here because we we are growing by leaps and bounds we really are and uh, people are just you know have to wait for service uh, workers to come to their homes and they're few and far between and right. you know so it is going to impact it we're all going to feel it so it's good that you know we are exposing the young people to the options and um and showing them what the career path can lead them because there is a lot of money careers to be made and you can support a family on on this type of um, job? Absolutely. I, I will say one thing about, you know, the kids are lazy or don't want to work. And I, I kind of take exception to that a little bit. I know you're not, you're saying it. And I hear that too all the time. But I, 
probably spoken in 15 or 20 schools in different capacities, high schools, over the last, I don't know, five years. And I find the students uh, that have an interest in our industry, uh, they're very engaged. They're smarter than we ever were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think that the future looks good. I think what we have to do, our generation, is make sure that we're showing the way. Yeah, and Get not in front of them. Waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, anyway. You need to make uh, construction look sexy. You need a content creation, uh, you know, focus on, you know, how exciting, you know, like the military makes it so exciting on, on you know, it, it needs to be something that people want to join because that's, it is, it is a, uh, you know, you, you're all in this certain, when I go to the Home Builders Association uh, luncheons, I mean, it is a community of people. I mean, there are competitors, yes, but it is a community of people and you all kind of get each other and it's, it's, uh, you don't get that with many industries around here, you know? I mean, I don't go to a, a radio luncheon where I can hang out with peers in, in my craft. I, I wish we could. Uh, that would be kind of cool. You learn so much from each other. But I mean, if you're looking for a type of trade or a career path that you really feel like you're part of something, building something, uh, this is this is really the way to go. I mean, there's really no other industry like it, I think. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my lots of things are running through my mind. But, uh, you know, uh, I had my directory out the other day of our membership in the Home Builders Association, and I counted over 50 different type jobs that uh, are available within the industry, and I wasn't including professional jobs, uh, different types of trades. Uh, I mentioned some earlier, but electrical, uh, HVAC, uh, painting, landscaping. I mean, it just goes on and on. So, yes, it is a community. Uh and I think, to me, one of the things I've had a trouble figuring out, but I, I, I take a wild, wild guess at it, um, is that about one in four or one in five people have the traits that fit our industry. In other words, they like working with their hands. They're task-oriented. Uh, they may like working outside. Um, and they may be sitting behind a desk or being told to sit behind a desk is their future. And that's not true. You know, I, I think that um, if people would give it a shot and the jobs, frankly, are better and better being paid. Uh, there's been a, a perception that, you know, if you can't do anything else, we'll get you a job in construction. And, and addressing the technology issue that you mentioned, a lot of the jobs involve technology. Mm-hmm. So that's something we probably need to do a better job of promoting because, you know, a lot of times uh, that subcontractor or that superintendent's carrying, a, 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 not a laptop, well, he may have a laptop out in the car, but he's carrying a tablet with him for mm-hmm. all different mm-hmm. things, scheduling, et cetera. So I think one of our big challenges, Liz, is to figure out how to market yeah. who we are better, but shows like this are helping. Thank you for that. Well, um, I'm proud to be part of the solution. And uh, we have Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association to 
thank for uh, all that direction uh, that we're we're getting here. And and Stan, uh, we appreciate your time. Stan Beckley, any, um, you know, I know that people, if they're interested in finding a really great um, per- company, they can, or job or um, event happening in the area, go to Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association online, hghba.com. Anything you'd like to add, add Stan, before we go? One last thing uh, about the perception of construction, and I have to go back to, I always tell this to students uh, when I talk to them, Um, there's three things you need in life, necessities, food, water, and shelter, and we're in the shelter business, and that's a noble thing, and I think uh, if we can get that message out there with all the different opportunities, uh, I think we can continue to make a dent in this labor gap. Really good point. All right. Well, thank you, Stan. It was nice meeting you. And uh, we'll have a, a, a new segment in a couple of weeks, uh, Talking Trades with Ori Georgetown Home Builders Association. Take care, Stan. Thank you. All right. Thank you.